For the Love of Teaching is a podcast brought to you by TeachData. We save teachers hours each week by bringing them quality, downloadable teaching resources for their classrooms. To make your classroom buzz, go to teachdata.com. Hey teachers, Bron here. Thanks so much for listening to For the Love of Teaching. Please rate and review us in the Apple Podcast app and help us to reach more teachers' ears. Joe, Mr. D. Dombrowski, is a grade five teacher and professional comedian who inspires kids to love learning with his quirky sense of humour. Follow him on Instagram at Mr. D times three. This is Friday Funnies with Mr. D. Warning, this episode of Friday Funnies is not for little ears. If you've got kids with you, save this listening goodness for later. Hello and welcome to Friday Funnies with Mr. D. Hey, Mr. D. Here I am. Hey, hey. how are you? Yeah, good, good. Hey, school's just wrapped up in the States. Kids are on holidays. It is summer vacation, aka the best two months of a teacher's life. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and very well-deserved two months of break, I think, for teachers and students after the whole whole learn, home learning situation we've had going on for the last, is it three months, four months? I've lost track of time. It is Who just knows? dragged. <laughs> right. So with kids heading off onto their break and teachers, you know, starting to go onto break, it's inevitable that we start thinking about what's going to happen after the break with back to school in July because like, what's going to happen? Are we going back to school in the States? We are in, in Australia going back to school because we've been at school, of course. As far as we know, we're all going back next term because we're, of course, halfway through our school year. But over there, it's um, the beginning of a fresh new year where teachers would normally be meeting their students and doing team building activities and getting to know you exercises and all that lovely stuff. But they might not even be there. So what's happening? So... This has been a huge controversy in the States over the past couple, I would say the past month. So I believe the Department of Education rolled this out, but it was guidelines or a roadmap for reopening schools in the fall. Ron, I took one look at this and I was like, was there even a teacher involved in making this? Because this is so unrealistic. First of all, every kid wears a mask all day for the entire day. I'm like, if I had to explain to somebody what it's like when a kid loses their jacket and a parent calls me about that, let alone now I have to worry about masks. There was another suggestion that schools have to provide masks for every student. It's like, there are so many underfunded schools in this country yeah, yeah. that can't even provide pencils. So mm. what? But you know what I mean? Like, exactly. And uh, exactly. And some, sometimes like the health professionals, the healthcare professionals can't even get hold of the PPE. So how are they going to access enough for every single student in the, the country to have it a fresh one every day? And is it right. even appropriate to wear the same one every day? I don't think so. I think you're supposed to change it a lot more often than once a day. Exactly. Exactly. Especially if you're thinking about that, if, the, if you get one for the whole day, that student's wearing that for five hours, there's going to be a soggy mop by the end of the day. <laughs> Do they know kids? They just drip. Exactly. <laughs> so this is how I know they didn't know kids. And then I'll tell you how I knew they didn't know teachers. So the two things that I thought were absolutely ridiculous is they want every single hallway in a, in a school to be designated one direction hallways. And I'm like, have kids just take <laughs> off. But this isn't, it doesn't work. No. And then And then the other thing is they wanted every single classroom to have the desks spaced six feet apart in single file rows facing the front of the classroom with all kids facing the same way. That's just like, 
Okay, if you walked in, let's go last year, last school mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. If you walked into a teacher's classroom and they had their desk set up like that, mm-hmm. you know that they're not an effective teacher. Boom, right off the bat. That's so old school. There's no collaboration involved. And it's just absolutely wild. So yeah. it's, almost, it's like it would, de- it would deplete the purpose of what education is today and what kids are capable of doing. It just, that blew my mind. But what really blew my mind is that they're suggesting that schools split up their school community so that some kids go to school on Monday, Wednesday, and every other Friday, and other kids go to school on Tuesday, Thursday, and every other Friday. And teachers are like, this is great in theory, but there was another thing that said the students who weren't in school on whatever day they didn't go to school still would have schoolwork um, distance learning style. So then the teachers would have to plan technically two full days for one day. Yeah. So for every day, you would have to have your in-person plans and your distance learning plans. And it's just like, how is that even? And then Brian, as a teacher, you know, every class is different. So yeah. could you imagine your Mondays and Wednesdays having an okay class and then your Thursdays and Tuesdays having like a rebellion class that is terrible. <laughs> like you would literally go psychotic with all the ups and downs that would happen in the school year. It's just like not, it's not how things work. And I almost said, if they're going to give out guidelines like this, they might as well just tell the country, you guys are doing at least half a school year of distance learning again. Yeah. Which is wild because so many kids are at a detriment already. But yeah. at least the teachers had this past school year to learn how to do it to the best of their ability. Yeah. So like, you know, I know it has to be different. I know it's going to be different, but I mean, at the same time, it has to be effective for for teachers. They have to be able to actually do it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, like teachers are so overloaded with their workload at the moment already. And we do have to work through this and figure things out. But like you said, everybody's already pivoted and changed their practice and changed their pedagogy to do home learning. And this schedule A, B thing is just like, it blows my mind because what happens when the teacher gets sick? Then you have to pass on your planning for two different sets of kids. And what happens when maybe your B schedule is your kids that have a few more um, behavioral difficulties when they're at home learning, are they missing learning because they aren't focused? It's just, it just seems like a lot is happening. A lot is up in the air for you guys. And I, I feel for you because we all knew that no matter how long this event went on for, there would be so much catching up when kids get back to school. And now it's going to be another whole half year of their next year level up but what about building relationships? How are teachers expected to build relationships with students that they have part-time or online learning at the beginning of the year when you don't even know your kids at all? I mean, it, it was hard enough teaching kids we knew, but what happens when they're kids we don't know from a bar of soap? And, you know, there is, it's almost like online dating, if you think about <laughs> it. It sounds crazy, <laughs> but it is. So, I don't know. Did you ever do online dating? No, I think I don't want to sound old here, but uh, no. (laughs) Right. Did you? Honestly, Bron, every guy who I've ever actually engaged in a relationship with has, I've met somewhere online. Even the very, very, very first guy I ever dated, I met on MySpace. MySpace. Wow. That's amazing. I I was on MySpace in 2007. I didn't meet any guys on there. Yeah, 2007. (laughs) 
was 2007. It was 2007. Oh my gosh. And I met him on MySpace. But, uh, well, a big part of that too is because like when you're gay, that you have such a smaller dating pool as it is. So I think it's like way more common for gay people to meet online. But anyway, okay. So it's you meet pretty somebody common now across the board, I reckon. Well, across the board. I know so many it's, couples that meet on apps, like nearly like, every couple. My people are trendsetters, Bron. So Okay, yeah, fair enough. Okay, you can claim that. (laughs) You can have that. (laughs) We're really good at throwing parties. We are excellent at choosing wines and we make really good charcuterie boards. Just (laughs) getting our stereotypes that are true out there. Anyway. (laughs) Um, okay, online dating, like, okay, you talk to somebody online and maybe like you text for a few weeks, then maybe you do a couple FaceTimes and you kind of get to know each other online and then you get to know each other in person. And regardless of how many times you have talked online, when you meet in person, there's still an element of like, oh, wow. Okay. Like you and I, you and I were friends for about a year. And then yep. we finally met in person. And even when we did meet in person, we were like, okay, wow, 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 wow. Like there was still another yeah, element of we know each other, but like now we like really have to know each other. Yeah. Not have yeah. to because we were friends already, but yep. when I can only imagine if the other person was a child or a student, you know, yeah. and like we built this relationship, but now we're in person and kind of like you and I as adults, we were both like, this is great, but yeah. it's different. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm curious as how a kid is going to react to that. You know, like I know this yes. teacher, but like, do I? Yeah. And like, what are they going to resort all the way back to um, like the not knowing stage? Are they going to be, you know, go right back to being shy, you know? Mm. And then on top of that too, they're not in the confines of their home anymore. Mm. Interesting that you mentioned that because one of my years ago, one of my sons, when he was starting school, starting prep, so the first ever school experience he had, he went to a get to know your teacher day that the school had and all of the classes were moving up to their new teacher to meet them for half a day. But Sam's teacher was still teaching over in the UK. So she did her getting to know you day via Skype. Yeah. And she did such a good job of engaging the kids and she was so warm. She was your typical early years teacher. But Sam was still really nervous about the first day of school because he hadn't actually met her in person. And I think you're so right. You can get such a vibe off someone from meeting them in person and you get that connection and, you know, the physical 3D person is often much more engaging and appealing and caring than a 2D image no matter how no matter how warm you are as a person it just doesn't translate yeah that's just how it is so that that would probably be my biggest concern yeah next school year fair enough like we're gonna see too like there's all like like you were saying there's all these predictions too with when the second wave is gonna happen how badly it's gonna happen like what's actually gonna go down so the fact of the matter is is like the best we can do is just have some sort of game plan yeah. And I mean, I guess it's better than nothing. But if if I was to give my personal um, opinion as a teacher, it would be to just do distance learning again yep. for at least a half a school year to make it easiest for the, the teacher mm. uh, and for the student. And consistent for the students as well. Yeah, because they're yeah. already in that. They're already in that mind space of home learning. We just write off all of 2020 and say it's home learning for 2020. It's a different school year. We still you're need to... You're used to it. Yeah. yeah, you're yeah, to it. yeah. And in it. Australia, like, yeah, just integrating the kids back into the classroom and getting them working and stuff. I think people are having a lot of success with that and just loving having their kids back. But 
it's, it's another challenge. It, you know, there's just been challenge after challenge this year and this is just another one and teachers are so flexible and amazing. They can do it. So whatever happens, happens. And I'm looking forward to catching up with you again in a month or two and seeing like what is actually happening, what's changing, mm. Have is the curve flattened a little bit over there, um, which I'm really hoping it is. So Me too. Me too. good luck. All the best to you all. And um, teachers, we hope that you... Have a good, a really good restful break, whether you're in the States and you're having two months or you're in Australia and you're having two weeks, just love every second. (laughs) Yeah, soak it up. You deserve it, teachers, all of you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Friday Funnies with Mr. D. Don't forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast app so that you get the latest updates on all the newest episodes.